5: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
6: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, June 1st. And everybody who's followed my career, this podcast, knows June 1st is a story day in my history for whatever reason. It's not my birthday. I did not get married on June 1st. But, Back in the day now, geez, 12 years ago, I sold the big lead on June 1st. It was announced in the New York Times. Very exciting. And then June 1st, 2016, I signed a deal to go to FS1, and we moved from Pennsylvania out to California. So this is my sixth year anniversary. I will say, that June was incredible. It was Warriors, and thunder, if you guys remember the Clay Thompson game six, I, I I've talked about it on the podcast. We were packing to move, and I refused to shut off the cable until the very last minute, like literally day before, because I needed a TV and a cable box to watch that Warrior series. Then we move out here. Warriors lose in one of the great finals, um, probably of this century. With, obviously, the Cavs coming back. And then Kevin Durant joined. So it was like, June's been good to me. We'll see how good ju- this June is. Um, should be a very, very fun month. I think Celtics Warriors is going to be great. I also want to add, I, I have considered adding, and I have not even run this by Rob. This is I'm just dumping this on the producer to the stars right now. Live, as it's happening. Um, occasionally bringing on a movie guest to talk movies because I cannot get enough of Top Gun Maverick. And I went on social media this week and I had given it some thought and I said, you know, Top Gun Maverick, I'm looking at all the sequels of all time and, you know, obviously Terminator 2 was amazing um, without question. For me, the gold standard for sequels in movie history. Dark Knight was incredible. You go to Empire Strikes Back, outstanding uh, on a on a comedy level, twenty two Jump Street. I love those that uh, twenty one and twenty two Jump Street with Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Love those. I think Top Gun Maverick is in there. I think it has a case to be arguably the greatest sequel ever. I know some people are yelling Godfather Two, Godfather Two. Sorry guys, I haven't seen that in forever, so I need to watch Godfather Two. But I think we're gonna have to bring on a movie guest now that you know movies are back and people are in the cinema. Just to maybe change it up once after the NBA Finals are done. You know, summer, things slow down. We can we can bring on a movie guest. I'm open to people. So if you want to hit me on social media, you say, this guy's really good. I think we can get almost anyone. Um, that's not just me bragging. I just, I, I, I mean, we're talking about movies on a podcast. Who doesn't love to talk movies? So um, I think we'll, we'll fix that in eventually. But first, we're going to talk NBA. Tomorrow will be the big preview for... Um, Celtics Warriors, we have a potential guest lined up. We will see this guest has played for one of the Finals teams. It should be good. We'll see if we can land him. Well if not, trust me, there's lots of betting opportunities. I don't know if you guys saw this. Jordan Poole was 200 to one to win Finals MVP right before the playoffs. 200 to one. He's now 30 to one. And I know what you're saying, he's going to get played off the floor. We'll talk all about that tomorrow. Today, Rob, the great producer, has found an awesome topic you know he he produces some radio show i forget the name of it uh, (laughs) and and he's got to come up with good topics for those guys and he found a good one about golden state and how they have been able to get back to the finals and i guess the big picture when you zoom out and look at it is how the hell did golden state pull this off because they were supposed to be dead and buried when durant left remember Two weeks ago, Durant DM'd me, what's my narrative if Golden State loses? Golden State's out in the finals, KD. So I'm sure we'll do plenty on Kevin Durant. That being said, I actually, reading the story from Rob, Joe Lacob, the Warriors GM, came out. Maybe he's a Warriors owner, I forget. Came out and said a bunch of stuff about how, hey, this is all gone as we planned. We drew it up this way. We're smarter than everybody. Like That's not the good tact to approach it with. But my overall takeaway pretty clearly is, it is much, much more difficult to prolong a dynasty than it is to build one. Anybody can pair two stars together and get something awesome cooking. Keeping that going, and I'm not just talking about NBA, but NFL as well. We're seeing it right now with the Kansas City Chiefs. They will be tested. right? Patrick Mahomes goes AFC Championship, Super Bowl, Super Bowl loss, AFC Championship. They've got a dynasty cooking. Seattle Seahawks had a dynasty cooking. Legion of Boom gets old, falls apart. Now, The Chiefs lose their arguably one of their best defensive players in the Honey Badger, and now they had to trade Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey's getting old. Can they keep it going? Can they stay on top? That's going to be tough. But you get a star like Mahomes, you can make it happen. The NBA is even easier to create a dynasty because you get these legendary players, and you only have five starters. This guy can impact so much more than a quarterback can. If you look at these Warriors, how are they back here? Because, folks, we saw Kobe and Shaq right? Shaq comes over via free agency from Orlando. They win three straight finals. Then they lose in the second round. Listen, it's tough to get to the finals four times in a row. That's very difficult. Other than LeBron and the Golden State Warriors, it is almost never done in the modern era. Get to the finals four times in a row. So they lose to the Spurs and then they get waxed by the Pistons. That was the year they add like Carl Malone, Gary Payton, and it fizzled out. Guess what? Shaq and Kobe have a falling out, and the next three years are a wasteland for the Lakers until they trade for Pal Gasol. And I've been on record. I don't think this is some hot take, Rob. If they don't get Gasol, Kobe doesn't have any more top finals trips. They, you needed to make that happen. So he gets, three, he gets Gasol. They go to the finals three years in a row. They win two out of three. Let's look at, I think, a better example, which had a lot more luck. Now, again, trading for Gasol was... Kind of fortuitous. Like, that was a great—that was a heist, if you will. The San Antonio Spurs are really what the Warriors—their their, their premise, right? You look at the Spurs, and we've talked about this on the pod. This is not news. Popovich was the GM, had David Robinson. There was a million injuries on the team. Popovich fires the coach, says, you know what? I'll be the coach. They tank, and they get Tim Duncan. Boom! What happens in 1990? They draft Duncan. I think he went number one overall in like 97. Yeah, 97. They win the title in 99. Strike short in season. They beat the Knicks. Duncan was incredible at 22 years old. But look at the rest of the roster. You got Sean Elliott getting old. Avery Johnson getting old. David Robinson getting old. But Spurs are have a pretty good uh, nucleus built around Duncan. And here's where the luck is involved and where the Warriors parallel lines up. If you think back to those Spurs team, after they beat the Knicks, they didn't get to the finals until 2003. Shaq and Kobe ascended. The Spurs got lucky. And Rob, this is where the Warriors also got lucky. San Antonio lands Manu Ginobili, a Hall of Famer, late second round in 99. They draft Tony Parker, future finals MVP, late first round 2001. Folks, you got to hit on those picks. You don't land Parker. You don't land Ginobili. The Spurs don't have a dynasty where they go to the finals, and I wrote this down. They went to the finals. When you count those heat, one, two, three, four, five, six times in 15 seasons, and we call that a dynasty. The Warriors are on their sixth in eight years. Sixth trip to the finals in eight years. So the Warriors, that's why I said they have as good of a dynasty as the Bulls. It's better than the Spurs, and that's with the Spurs getting lucky. Now, how do the Spurs go? And this is, Similar to the Gasol. How do you go from beating the Knicks in the finals, the Nets, the Pistons, the Cavs, how do you get back once Manu and Parker get old? Because Spurs kind of struggle for a bit. Ah, that's where the Kawhi Leonard trade comes in. And folks, the Kawhi Leonard trade was a stroke of genius because Popovich's favorite player was George Hill. But they knew that the Pacers loved George Hill. So they were able to, Kawhi falls to them in the draft, they ship. Hill to the, uh, to the Pacers. They get Kawhi Leonard via the trade, and boom, they get back to the finals with Kawhi and Tim Duncan. Yeah. That dynasty would have kept going, right? You Duncan mo- retires. You build around Kawhi. But what happened? Kawhi gets hurt against. Ah, oh, look at this. Look at this. This is beautiful. It dovetails right into those Warriors with KD and Curry. Because if you go back to 2017 and I watch this game on YouTube, you can do the condensed version. Game one, Western Conference Finals, Kevin Durant versus Kawhi Leonard. The Warriors had not lost a game in the playoffs through two rounds. They find themselves down 25 at home in game one. I think it was on Mother's Day. To Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs. 25. They were down 25, of course. Then the Zaza Pachulia, unfortunate. Kawhi lands on his foot. I don't think it was dirty. Come on. It was a closeout. It wasn't... wasn't, Super dirty. Now that's considered dirty. But I didn't if you look at the replay, like Zaza was incensed that it was a foul. And he just landed on the guy's foot. Now did he close out too closely? You know, Spurs fans will obviously yes say yes, but you look at the replay and it's like it didn't look dirty. He's going up to kind of contest. At any rate, Kawhi goes down midway through the third. Warriors erase the twenty five point deficit. The rest is history. I don't know if Kawhi I think he played maybe a couple more games. Remember the injury? Um, and that was it. That was it for Kawhi Leonard. And he moves on. Dynasty over. It was over. And now the Spurs are probably going to have, you know, I don't know when they're going to win a playoff series again. But you look at these Warriors and their position to keep it going. Now, they do have kind of an older team. When you look at Clay uh, Curry is 34. Draymond is 32. And he's already, you know, showed some signs of, I mean, he's just an offensive liability at this point. He would even admit that. Maybe one game he'll, he'll he'll hit some shots. But if you look at their roster, they are old. But just like the Spurs, the Warriors are doing a great job of building on the fly. I mean, you can't keep 34-year-old Curry, 32-year-old Dre. Um, Clay is 32 with two seasons missed. Unless you get lucky. And Rob, this is where you and I disagree. Because Rob's going to make his case that they're not like the Spurs. I felt the Spurs got super lucky with the Kawhi Leonard trade. I felt like the Lakers got lucky with the Pau Gasol trade. The Warriors got lucky. They took on D'Angelo Russell. It was a colossal failure, and they got lucky shipping him to Minnesota for Andrew Wiggins. And I know Wiggins was number one overall. He's clearly not a number one guy. He's in a perfect role in Golden State. Him plus Jordan Poole, Can be your bridge. And oh, by the way, if Weissman or Kuminga hit, and maybe they do, Weissman, we'll see. Kuminga is super bouncy and fun. I mean, remember, Kuminga is 19, folks. And he's played some pretty good minutes. I'm not going to hype up Moses Moody, but he's been all right. You get one out of those three to be all-star level, and why can't they keep this going, Rob? I feel like they have played it perfectly, getting... Wiggins for Russell. Now, if they had kept Russell, obviously this ain't working out because we know Russell ain't that guy. Wiggins is the perfect wing defender. And to me, I know Memphis is coming. I know Dallas is coming. I know LeBron and AD are not done. And I've already said the Clippers will be the best team in the West next year. But Rob, when you look at the luck that it takes to keep these dynasties going, I feel like the Warriors have gotten a little bit lucky.
1: Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for?
8: It's funny that you brought up the Spurs because before we started recording, I was telling you how I was so upset, I guess, for lack of a better word, with the Joe Lagom comments explaining how, yeah, you know, we made this plan to rather than trade in our chip for a superstar, we're just going to build from within and draft and we're going to win forever. That's our goal. And while that is happening, I guess you could say, this does not validate in any way that line of thinking. It's like if you went to a blackjack table <laughs> and you had 18 and the dealer, you know, has a 6 and you decide to double down and get a 3, like just because it worked out doesn't necessarily mean that it was the right way of thinking about doing it. That wasn't the right uh strategy to employ. The Golden State Warriors, if you believe that Steph Clay and Draymond on their own is a championship trio, then you made a huge mistake by not trading in those chips while you could, the Wiseman, the Kaminga, the Moody, whoever, they end up being those three guys, but whatever the picks were going to be, for a Brad Beal, for a pick whoever, Ben Simmons, pick whoever your star player that's available, right? What the Golden State Warriors have done, and I'm glad that you brought up the Spurs, because again, it's luck. It's not necessarily them being smarter than everybody else. What they've done since 2016 is go against what conventional wisdom or in this case goes against what they claim to all be about. All right. During their 73 win season, the same Joe Lacob went on a media tour. It was a radio interview, whatever. And he says, we're light years ahead of everybody else. (laughs) Okay. Not a smart thing to say. (laughs) Right. And and at the time you're like, you know, it's hard to really say anything negative because they were on an all time pace. Right. Right. As soon as they blow that 3-1... Well, actually, no. They were down 3-1 to Kevin Durant's Golden, uh, Oklahoma City team. That's then they fun. go in the finals. So it took a meltdown of epic proportions by KD and Russ before that to even happen. They get to the finals. They blow the 3-1 lead to LeBron. And for the team that is supposedly smarter than everyone, that's light years ahead of the rest of the league, their big you know, counter move is well, let's just sign the greatest free agent available since LeBron James. Uh, let's sign, what is it, the third greatest free agent since Shaquille O'Neal. Like, Kevin Durant at that time, if you were to put him on literally any one of the top five teams in the NBA, that team is instantly going to that, win at okay. least the next two championships. That's fair. Let me, let me do a counter, though. Couldn't you
6: say, Laker, the way they built internally— made them more attractive than any other team for Durant. And they had to have the cap space to sign him. Because if I, if memory serves, it was basically down to Golden State, Boston,
8: and Miami. And so I, the but smarter again, than anything kind of irks but me. Th- but this, this wasn't them planning this out. This was... A quirk in the system where the cap spiked tremendously because the NBA Players Association didn't want the new TV money to be a smooth cap where it was gradual. They said, no, we've been waiting for this money. It's available. Let's do it all at once, which is how you ended up with Timofey Mozgov, Chandler Parsons, Luol Dang getting bigger deals than damn near anybody else before them. Like that's what happened. It was, but they were also smart. Okay, give them credit for not wasting money the way guys did on Mozgov, right? Well, the problem is that it all happened the same summer. It's not like that they were a a, ahead of the curve in any kind of way. the The year before that, I believe, is when they had signed Andre Iguodala, or two years before that. Smart. That was their big free agent acquisition. Andre Iguodala is a great player, right? But for him to, I think, was their highest paid player on the team at that time, says a lot about you know. What their free agency uh, acumen yeah. was was saying, and, right? and they almost, I think,
6: traded for Dwight Howard. If you go way back and look, they tried like hell to get Dwight Howard. I think he
8: ended up in Houston. They tried um, to get uh, uh, Kevin Love. They were they Kevin were, Love. Yeah, they had a deal in place with Clay Thompson being traded for Kevin Love, and Jerry West came in and talked him out of it. It's it's well reported. It's all the way out. So
6: there. so that that some of that is luck. Obviously, I think it's a combination, right? Like you talk about your career, my career, the Warriors, um, you know, the Chiefs trading up for Patrick Mahomes. A lot of some of it is luck. Absolutely. But, but the smarter aspect, I mean, I don't think you can underestimate how tough it is to keep it going once you know, you're building the awesome championship while, championship team while also looking ahead to three, four years down the road. I mean, there's a reason the Bulls have been a total disaster since Jordan left. With the exception of a few Derrick Rose years, they've done nothing. They've been in the wilderness. They never planned ahead. Uh, I joke that, you know, when, when me and the wife were dating way back— I had like a planning for the future folder that was so nerdy where I like wanted to buy an apartment uh, complex and rent out uh, apartments. Like I had all these plans, obviously like the best known plans that you have are going to fall awry. But the idea that you're actually building an infrastructure or some kind of system to enable future success, like I got to give the
8: guy a little credit, Rob. Kind of. Now you hear the difference between like, okay. You're very successful in your field. I'm decently successful in my, you know, lane in that field. Neither one of us is going out of our way to do interviews to say, you know what? Me, me starting the big lead yes. is, you know, <laughs> pretty genius. You know, meet me. me uh, I was a genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, meet me getting on the herd and and doing the tomorrow's headlines today. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm light years ahead of the rest of the guys in this game. You know, no, no one else is doing this. This is why I'm special. And it's like, yes, you were prepared. You, you made some of the, the shrewd moves, both professionally and personally, that paid off. But you also had some things work in your favor. And what Joe Lacob and the Golden State Warriors continue, continue to do, and they've been doing this for the last six, seven years, is they like to make you think that everything and all their success has come about because they do it smarter, better, more efficiently than the rest of the NBA. And that's just not true again you add Kevin Durant to any one of those top 4 neither's team playoff teams and they're going to win the championship he leaves suddenly they don't make the playoffs anymore this season they're in the finals but we talked about this um earlier this week how many time, how many guys were injured this year how many how many all-star level players were hurt that specifically that just that the warriors faced they had no LeBron this year because the Russell Westbrook trade completely you know, threw them through a loop and, and wrecked their whole season. So, yes, be happy that you're there. Be happy that things have worked out for you. But continuing to say that we are head and shoulders light years ahead of the rest of the league is just false. Yeah. What, okay, so how about this?
6: This is another good kind of sliding doors moment. 2020 draft. Anthony Edwards goes one. Because of the Warriors' injuries to Clay and Curry, they're drafting second. They get Wiseman. He's done pretty much zero. I, I, I'm trying to look for his total. He has like 500 points in the NBA, okay, in, in two seasons. A lot of people said, can you imagine this team if they had LaMelo Ball? But, Rob, I would counter. They drafted Jordan Poole late first round in 2019. Does Jordan Poole pop if they get LaMelo Ball? And I would, I would say, no, he doesn't. No. And now Jordan Poole is going to be one of the best discounts in the league. Right? Because he's late first round. Like, LaMelo Ball is good, but I, I got to be honest. I think Jordan Poole fits this team
8: better than LaMelo Ball would. But they had no idea that Jordan Poole was going to be this good. Well, maybe this they did. Maybe they're year, scouting in the department. G League. <laughs> maybe you, they're don't go from, you don't go from G League to potentially $20 million a season in an next contract in one year without you having some unforeseen development. Because Jordan Poole, if he was really as good as he turned out to be or is turning out to be, he would have been getting heavy minutes last season. He would have been getting 35-plus minutes just because they know, hey, the potential is there. We just got to get him reps. They had no idea that he was going to be this good, which is why he was in the G League. Okay, Kuminga,
6: they take seventh in this past draft. Again, young, bouncy, athletic. Like, if you look at the way they're building – I would, I, again, I can't speak for them, but they had Clay and Curry. You need another electric guard, right? And and that maybe they saw that that was going to be pool. And they had Wiggins as a small forward, but they needed to kind of round out the front court so they're flexible. If they face a big center, hey, we got Wiseman. You know, they face Kuminga's going to have his moments. Draymond's not going to be there forever. Kevon Looney is stuck around. I mean, the Kuminga pick has kind of worked out. You look at, like, listen, Davion Mitchell had an awesome rookie year. He was phenomenal in Sacramento. But does he fit on this team? Or, again, did they think, you know what, we got Poole. We don't need Mitchell. We don't need Franz Wagner, who was very good in Orlando. But, like, they got Moody 14th. Like, I, 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 get, I don't. I can't say that everything they've done has turned to gold because Weisman could end up as a flop. But, Rob... Some of this isn't luck. How much of it was luck that Tony Parker and Manu both
8: end up, you know, like late first, late second round picks to the Spurs, and both were absolute grand slams? Well, yeah, that's they had a great scouting department. I'm not saying the Warriors don't have a good scouting department, that's not what I'm saying at all. But the Kaminga and, and, and Moody, they may or may not be really good players down the road. We don't know. The Spurs, for all the talk of their quote unquote dynasty, They went seven years in between their fourth and fifth championship of the Duncan era.
5: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is.
8: I don't know about you. I don't know if it's just because I'm a Laker fan and I view things differently than the rest of Uh-oh. basketball Uh-oh. America. Here we go. But if I'm rooting for a team, I don't give a shit if we're competitive for five or six years, but don't win anything. All right, you're we're in the business of championships. This is what I thought the Golden State Warriors were. As soon as Stephen Clay and Draymond won that first one, I thought that their idea, and this is all that. You know, Draymond will talk about on this podcast. I mean, even Kyle Lowry only has one ring, and he wasn't even good in that series, says this season was a waste for me because we didn't win the championship. That's idiotic. But I'm just saying, if, if, if your goal is championship or bust, in what world does it make sense to say we are not going to trade these picks for a proven star to improve our chances of winning a championship? Jason, you're picking the Warriors. I already know that. Yeah, I think you have them in six. Would you have the Warriors in five or a Warriors in sweep if instead of Kaminga, Wiseman or Moody, they had Bradley Beal? Um, yes, you would. You would pick well, them. I, again, you would feel better about them this again, season. Hold on, hold if on. But Beal. do you have Wiggins? Yes, or whoever. I don't know. However, you want to. So do I
6: don't it. know that they could have had all those guys, but yeah, Bradley Beal obviously would make this team excellent. I, that being said. I, I don't think you could really argue they're in the finals. You know, it's like I know there was some luck, right, in ball, but what but if they lose? But well, they, they, they lose. They
8: is lose. It, is it, worth not it bad. they not it worth a it to favorite. make the championship and lose and be competitive to be a contender for four or five years and not win rather than push all your chips in, win this year maybe possibly win next year and then you're back starting all over again.
6: Rob, we need to bury this idea that getting to the finals and losing is like somehow you're useless. Like, I just want to remind people, like John Stockton played for like 20 years, made the finals twice. Karl Malone, I think, played 20 years, made the finals twice, and then had to go and hitch a ride on the Kobe Shaq train to get to the finals, and he lost. Karl Malone, 0-3 in the finals. Like, it is incredibly tough to simply get to the finals. And we're losing sight of that because people lose the finals. You know, Toronto... They're not going mean, to—let's be real, right? Toronto ain't getting back to the finals for another decade. Right. Maybe 20 years. I don't—30? I don't know. Are they ever going to get back? They got there. Fred VanVleet was incredible. I would agree with you. He was better than Lowry. They had Kawhi for one season. I don't think that they would trade that
8: for anything. Just getting to the finals is so tough. Like Yeah, but they they are the example of what I'm talking about. They were on the doorstep for three or four years. And to your point, Toronto's probably never going to win another championship. So they they could have easily said, hey, we're comfortable being a three seed, a four seed, home corner advantage, make it second round, maybe get to the conference final here and there. Or we can trade our most popular player because we think we have a chance to win it this season. And that's what they did. And I don't understand why that's such a controversial take. I understand if you are the the Sacramento Kings or the Clippers who have never won anything you're like hey we're just happy to be in the conversation but as soon as the Golden State Warriors won that first one and they were all so young and then the second season they won seventy three games you're like all right it doesn't matter you know the 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 conversation with them wasn't about are they going to get back here it's how many are they going to win like that's that's the rarefied air that they had entered as soon as they won that first one and had that great season the second time. And now it seems like they've decided that they're much more comfortable being the San Antonio Spurs who, you know, are always in the mix but only win once every six, seven years rather than being the Shaq Kobe Lakers or the Heatles who say we're going to dominate for two or three seasons and then see what happens after that. So I think you're viewing it through the eyes of Curry and Clay, right? Yes. Like,
6: well, I want a star. I want to win now because my career is short. It's sad, uh, sadly, probably to the listeners, I'm viewing it from the front office perspective, and I know. Listen, I know nobody really cares that much, but you guys remember I had the Nikoxa, uh, one of the owners, on a couple weeks ago. Like off official, it begins, and moves are being made. And I, you know, again, we're thinking, how do we go from you know lose in the first round of the playoffs to make that next step while retaining some stars, but you also are, there's a business you got to you want to be profitable. But you want championships, and it's 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 a very difficult dance. I'm looking at from the Golden State front office perspective. I would much rather have a, a, a six in fifteen, or I guess the Warriors would be, you know, uh, you know, if Kuminga and Wiseman hit, they're looking at maybe I don't know, seven in nine, eight in eleven trips to the finals. That's unheard of. That's 1960 Celtics stuff. But you can't Is count it not? on that.
8: You can't count on that though. You can't count on anything. I mean, you trade for Bradley Beal, he could get hurt,
6: you know? Yeah, you, it's, uh, anything it's it, I, I
8: think if you were to say, what's more likely, Bradley Beal on this team is a championship contender immediately for a year or two or that Kaminga and Wiseman eventually develop into a championship core? Well, I think next season is going to be the one, and, and maybe they lose to
6: the Celtics. Next season would be the one where I think we see that it, th- they have
8: aired not getting another wing if the Clippers are as good as advertised.
6: But then again, look at the Clippers. You right. know? I mean, they, they get the wings, you know the,
8: They are the nightmare I, scenario of this because they pushed all in and nothing to show for it. I mean, they don't even have a finals trip, bro. No. It's been an epic disaster.
6: Um, so it can go e- either way. And that's the beauty kind of of sports and especially the NBA. But um, that, that was fun. Uh, good disagreement, healthy disagreement. I, I also, you know, I'm a draft nerd. So I love when, you could, when teams like hit on picks. And even a guy like Kevon Looney. I mean... You know, he's been kind of an integral part, Rob. You you can't, again, he's not like the third most important guy or the fourth. But grabbing Kevon Looney, 30th, a UCLA guy like you, 30th in the first round. Like, that's kind of a steal. Kevon Looney's been a solid player, man. Now, Montrezl Harrell went a couple picks later. But there was a million flameouts who went after him. Uh, Josh Richardson's gotten paid. He's pretty good. Pat Connaughton has a ring with Milwaukee. But it's tough to hit on these picks. You go look at that loony draft. It's so funny. There's 60 picks. Go look at picks 46 through 60 after Norman Powell, who's been really good. Basically, nobody's done a damn thing. The Spurs hit Manu Ginobili, a Hall of Famer. There. That, that's, I mean, that's got to be the height of luck, is it not? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. I mean, it's river. funny that I just wedged into UCLA comments with Jordan, Norman Powell and Kevon Looney. You didn't even get excited. I,
8: I mean, look, it's hard to get super excited about Norman Powell because he's a clipper now. I mean, yeah, he, he, Ooh, he changed sides. Oh,
6: that's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
8: all right. So that
6: um, was fun. We'll be back tomorrow, obviously, doing a lot of final stuff. I would I would kick the tires on Jordan Poole thirty to one to win the finals MVP. I wouldn't go too heavy, um, but thirty to one ain't bad. Talk to you tomorrow.